This thing just happened on the internet. No, wait, it's fake. Let's go over here. No, over here. No, over here. This whole thing is exhausting. Ah, we'll do the best we can. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. You can see me down below. There's the Twitter handle as well. So these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks, of course, for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video. Appreciate it. So, we are in a pickle on this show at the moment. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we need to talk about, but nothing is definite yet. And if we wait until it becomes definite, then we are behind the eight ball. So... We don't know exactly what we're going to do. So we're going to just try and work through this, if you guys will bear with us. So today we're going to talk about what Ole Miss could look like post-Lane Kiffin and what needs to happen and the steps that need to happen. In the second segment, we're going to talk about a hypothetical hot board if Lane Kiffin leaves. Like, none of this is for sure. He could stay, but if we don't talk about it, um, we're going to be behind the eight ball. And then in the third segment, we're going to have Tom Vanderford on here, and he is going to cut loose. Tom is not happy. I'll just leave it at that. So, last night, kind of a blah night. Um, the night before, all the craziness. I don't think anything will happen publicly at all for the next four days. It's all going to be behind the scenes, and it's all going to be guessing. And you've got people trying to do damage control. You got people trying to say confirm. At the end of the day, Friday's Groundhog Day. He's either he's going to pop up in Auburn, Alabama, or he's going to pop up in Oxford, Mississippi, and that's probably going to answer the question. I mean, that that's ex essentially what we're looking at now. The fake news from yesterday was a screenshot of a text message from Jonathan Hess saying he's staying which was immediately refuted by Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, who said, no, he said he has not taken another job, and if he did, he would tell them. So, in that situation right there, I don't see there's, there's any way you can delay the inevitable at this point. Because at this point, he is kind of BSing his own team, because they can see through it. Kids are smart. They know what's going on. So if they can see through it, he's just trying to kick the can down the road a little bit and trying to make the next 72 hours go by as quickly as possible. Now, that concerns me for Thursday night. So if you see the line with Ole Miss favored by two and a half points, take the Bulldogs. That would be a, probably a safe pick because 
I'm going to put this tweet up here because none of this happened when I um, put this tweet up and started it. And now after that, everything has gone through and it's become just a prophetic tweet. Okay. And it says, if Lane Kiffin wants to destroy every bit of goodwill he has built, watch what happens if last week becomes this week. You see the date on that. That was November 21st. That was um, early yesterday morning. I put that up at about 8.45 a.m. Okay? So, that's a major issue. I mean, that's a real thing. Because then after that, all of this went down. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, he made the pine box joke, which was absolutely in poor taste. There's no way you can get around that. It was almost like a Scooby-Doo episode where you pull off the mask of 22 Lane Kiffin and 2009 Lane Kiffin is there. It makes you wonder if everything that has been said, everything that has been done, all of the image improving that has happened for Lane Kiffin, if it was all fake, if it was all an act, if there was anything genuine that was happening at all. That is what yesterday did that because he went on a tweet storm last night that honestly, it wasn't scared that he was going to lose his Ole Miss job. He's worried about not getting the offer. And we did the show yesterday. Could a tweet cost him the offer? And the aftermath of him trying to blow up Sean Sokoloff and tweeting the um, Barry Allen flash thing where, you know, here lies John Sokoloff and his career, you know, extremely poor taste, extremely juvenile. So, if you go back, I'm going to bring it back up again. If you look at the number of likes on it, retweets and quote tweets and things like that, the fan base, even before that started, was starting to fracture with him. Even before he went through everything he went through, it was starting to fracture on him. Now, it's a bad situation what's going on. And he has handled this infinitely poorly. If you want to give, teach a class on how to not handle this situation, this is how not to handle this situation. And Ole Miss fans need to be wary. Ole Miss fans needs to protect Ole Miss at this point on his way out. Because... There's a history here. There's Tennessee, left that in shambles. USC, left that in shambles. Left got fired on the week of the national championship game at Alabama. FAU, we don't really know as a G5 program. They were just happy to be winning ball games. So we don't exactly know what was going on. And he moved up from FAU to Ole Miss. Now, this is being handled extremely poorly. First, basically a lateral move. Now, I understand that Auburn is going to pay a ton of money. I get that. I understand that 100%. If Auburn wants to pay $12 million a year for this coach for 10 years, do it. That's his right. That's their right. Everybody can do that. But don't claim that that job's a better job because they offered you more money than anybody else to go coach there. That doesn't make it a better job. That means you are willing to give more money than other people would. So, Ole Miss passed Lane Kiffin. 
there's going to be a little bit of pieces to put together. And I don't think anybody needs to worry about players transferring a roster destination because what's going to happen is going to happen. It's just this new age of college football. And when Ole Miss hires a coach, you know what? It's going to happen in reverse in that situation. So if you can find somebody that's in a power five, I'm sure that person is going to bring people over to Ole Miss as well. I mean, it's just the way it is. The collective needs to do its due diligence to sign Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins and roll the dice with everybody else. I mean, I, I would take – if Jared Ivey has eligibility, I'd take him. If there, There's players I would take. I'm not I – mean, there's this is a team that could have won 11 games, and this season was sabotaged um, by this whole thing, and that makes me infinitely angry. But what happens is going to happen, Okay. There's really two players that you need to go above and beyond to use the collective to try and keep them in-house, period. After that, you kind of let the dice roll where they will. You bring in a new guy, let him go into the transfer portal and build up the roster and get ready for spring practice. Whether um, we'll, we'll get into a preliminary hot list, my opinion, um, in the second segment of the show, but that's what I'd do. I would not worry about the aftermath of this. Now, cleaning up the aftermath, I would worry about it. So whoever comes in, you need to make a hire quickly so they have more time to clean up the aftermath. That's the reason we're talking about this early because December 5th is real. That's the opening of the transfer portal window. That's also about the last day of classes somewhere around there, give or take a day. And when that happens, if there's no coach, there's going to be players going into the portal left and right. If you can get somebody in before then, you have a chance to stem that a little bit. Now, I'm not saying go find a coach that will just take the job quickly and just say yes. No, that's not what you want to do. You want to find the right guy, even if it means it's a little bit later. I'm of the opinion we don't need jet fuel on this hire. Like Lane Kiffin was an ethanol thing, and everybody liked the marketing and everything that was going on, the drip and the sip, the whole nine yards. But we don't have to do that. And when we come back, we will go over the preliminary hot list, you know, just of me. I'm putting together people that I consider talking to if I was us. So these days, every new potential hire can be feel like a high stakes game, um, high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So create a profile. There's websites all over that can show you how to create a profile. Then add your job and purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in fact hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidate with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights 
Only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, that is really cool and pretty awesome. Now, looking forward after we're talking, we got a whole bunch of unknown to go. We got 72 hours of just limbo to get through before we know whether or not John Sokoloff was right or not. Like I said, it could be a Sunday morning thing. It could be a Friday morning thing. People are going to argue that he wasn't right if it was a Sunday morning thing. So at this point, I just want to know, is he taking the job or not? And all the smoke of Lane Kiffin taking that job is in one direction. And honestly, it's emotionally exhausting for Ole Miss fans. And to put your own fan base through this is absolutely terrible. So I think we need to get a head start on it. Just in case. I mean, Lane Kiffin can stay. Everything could be fine. He could smooth over the fan base problem, although he's got some po- apologizing and groveling to go, and probably the contract expansion, extension needs to have like a $35 million buyout for the future with only the NFL, is because we are not doing this again. Even if Lane Kiffin stays, we are not going through this again, period. If, if somebody else wants to hire Lane Kiffin, they can have him if he stays at Ole Miss this year. So if it goes through and does the same thing next year, see you later. All right. Now, one thing I'm interested in, these are five names that I wouldn't look at preliminarily um, for the Ole Miss job. Now, I've heard names like James Franklin. I've heard names um, that are of a higher caliber of this. I've even heard Dabo Sweetie, believe it or not. But, These are five names that I would consider. And my my main criteria is not special sauce like you got with Lane Kiffin, with the exception of Deion Sanders a little bit, but mainly it was just good football coaches. Now, Deion Sanders going 11-0 in Jackson State, that's harder than people realize because that is not an easy job to win a whole bunch of games at. But, you know. They've been in the top 10 most of the year, and they've done a fantastic job, and he has essentially an NFL staff, and I don't think that can be overlooked. But he's the one that brings a little bit of the secret sauce and the name recognition and the stuff that you got with Lane Kiffin, okay? And there's going to be some people that were addicted to that and automatically are going to gravitate to Dion. Now, my opinion is Ole Miss if they were to have to replace Lane Kiffin, they need a good football coach. That That is the number one priority for this job. You don't need a splash hire. You don't need anything. You need a good football coach. And if you have the talent in recruiting and you have a good football coach, you are going to have a good team. And the number one person I put on that list is Chris Kleiman. And what he is doing at Kansas State right now is nothing short of phenomenal. Um, and because of that, I, I just think he needs to look. Wisconsin could look at Lance Leopold. He's from Wisconsin. Whitewater, he's up at Kansas now, at number three on my list. Uh, he would be a guy to look at at Kansas. He, he turned Kansas around in three years. He would, he would probably take Ole Miss to the next level as well. Their offense is extremely fun to watch, and they play really, really hard. Also, Jamie Chadwell – which there's rumors that he might be going elsewhere, but until I hear otherwise, I'm going to put him on the list. And Jeff Trailer at U2SA, 
He is simply dominating Com- Conference USA, the number one recruiter in the conference, and those guys are overall a good team. And if it sounds familiar, it should. That is what it looks like. That is, that is kind of my preliminary list of who Ole Miss should be looking for if they need to move on. Like I said, if Ole Miss waits until Friday or Sunday to start moving, they are going to be so behind and have like a week to hire a football coach to where you rush and you end up with a Derek Dooley. See, the problem that teams that have taken the chance on Lane Kiffin have is the hire that comes after Lane Kiffin. The Derek Dooley. The, was it Clay Helton maybe, or Steve Sarkeesian? I don't, I don't know exactly when it was, but it, there was a, well, a lot of turmoil at SC. I'm not sure of the time on there. Um, Willie Taggart at FAU. So, understand that, because people rush, because there's certain expectations that they think they need to have because of the marketing notoriety that Lane Kiffin brings in. Not to mention the fact that your whole athletic department has changed. So that is going to cause people to freak out. But what you need is a good football coach. And with the talent that Ole Miss has currently on their roster, I really like Jeff Traylor. I really like Chris Kleiman. I really like Lance Leopold. Got some ground-and-pound people for a ground-and-pound team. And because of that, they can go pretty far. Now remember, also, I don't know if anybody knows this, but if the roster gets decimated on December 5th, if somebody leaves, you would think that Luke Altmaier would stay if Jackson Dart leaves because that gives him the inside track for this, and he also did not waste a year of eligibility. So it could be fairly interesting what's going on, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen over the next couple of weeks, and it could happen. It should happen. And we'll see if it happens. But I do not expect anything volcanic to happen over the next two days. Um, I think Friday we're on Groundhog Day watching. We want to see which hole the groundhog pops out of, honestly. So, anyway, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional or amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well. Now, if you look down below, Ole Miss is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is down to 58 and a half. It's, it's probably dropped seven points over the course of all this. And. Honestly, it should. It's supposed to rain all day, and everything is going an Ole Miss. There's a there's a chance of a 10-7 game in this one, 14-10, something like that. An old-school Egg Bowl game, that could absolutely happen. So head on over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I'm here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly spot on the show, and Tom's a little bit worked up. We've been sitting here talking for the last 15 <laughs> minutes off the air about this thing. It's like, hey, we need to hit record um, what's going on, because I'm sure people want to hear this as well. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. 
Yeah, I, I, obviously you feel better. Everybody's asking about that. So you feeling a little better? Yeah, I am. I am. I appreciate everybody that's asked. Uh, I'm, I'm through all my chemo and radiation. Uh, went to the uh, the Heart Institute in Memphis yesterday, and they did everything to make sure that my heart's going to be able to take the surgery in January. So they did two different stress tests, uh, the the uh, ultrasound of my heart, a couple of CTs, yeah. So if there's anything at all wrong with my heart, I'll find out about it a week from yesterday. But everything's progressing for me to have my surgery on the 20th of January. And I appreciate any prayers or anything that anybody's good vibes, anything that anybody's uh, uh, having for me. Well, you got them, buddy. Um, we're all going to be thinking about you. But in the meantime, two months from then, Things just have flown off the rails over the last two weeks. And what are your thoughts on what's going on with this, Tom? Well, to be completely honest, and this is just, we do commentary and perspectives, right? So this mm. is just Tom's perspective. Uh, I think he's gone. I think, I think he's been trying to tell us that he's gone when he did the pine box thing and when he did the, you know, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach thing. Uh, those were both instances. One was when Tuberville left us and went to Auburn, and the other was when uh, Nick Saban was with the Miami Dolphins, and he said, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach, and he was. So I think he's trying to tell us something. I've got nothing against him for doing whatever he wants to do. Uh I think that old Mrs. Brand, he let he left us better than he got us. I think our brand is good. I think we've got money. I think he actually helped us a whole bunch by getting the the NIL uh, kicked up a notch or two. Uh, nothing nothing against the guy at all. Now, do I like the way that it's playing out? No, uh, I don't know what his reasoning is. But if the guy has already just uh, agreed in principle and hasn't signed anything yet. Uh, I wish he'd tell everybody, but he, he's not going to. Uh, if he's leaving, which, like I said, I think he's gone. If he's leaving, we'll find out, unfortunately, just like we did the Friday morning after the Egg Bowl when Tuberville said, I'm not leaving Oxford unless it's in a pine box. And that next dadgum morning, he was in Auburn, Alabama, with an Auburn hat on saying War Eagle. So uh, I hope it doesn't end up that way. I'd love to keep him, but I think he's gone. Uh, I do think that with Keith Carter at the helm, I think that we will get a good replacement. I have my own personal picks, but I'm not Keith Carter, so... But oh, you're going to give them before this interview is, is over, by the way. Sir? You're going to give them that... before this interview is over. Oh, no, okay. we're going we're gonna to get Shoot, Tom's I'll hot board. Them. Yeah, Tom's hot board's I'll on the table. Them. I'll give them. Hmm? Yeah, I'll give them. I'll, I'll give them. I've got four or five picks that I'd like for one of them to be. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about that whenever you're ready. But it's got to be a young guy. It's got to be a guy that's a good recruiter, and it's got to be a good coach. Because the first thing that they're going to have to do 
is leave wherever they're at immediately and come in and try and talk people like Quinchon Judkins into staying. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, behind the scenes, uh, they had been working on an NIL deal for Quinchon, I hope, at Ole Miss. Uh, because it'll, it, you know, I would not surprise me one bit if he's playing at Auburn next year if Lane goes to Auburn. Uh, I don't think we've got to worry about Jackson Dart. I don't think we got to worry about Trigg because they'd have to set out a year. Mm-hmm. So we've got to get somebody in there, in my opinion, that's a good offensive guy. Yeah. Um, and, and I would like for us to keep a few coaches. I'd like for us, you know, uh, Nick's has been there forever. Uh, some people don't want to hear it, but he's got all the recruiting roots in Mississippi, and I'd like to keep him. Uh, John David Baker, I uh, read on the internet where – he likes Oxford. I'd like to keep him. They say he's a good recruiter. He's a good coach. But that's all going to be up to the new coach, who he's going mm-hmm. to keep, who he's going to bring with him. So, and that's what people need to understand. Now, when, when Lane came, he kept Nick's. Uh, and uh, he's kept him this whole time. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, what? Give me some idea. What are, what are some coaches on Tom's hot board? What is Tom's hot board? Tom's like, hot like right board, now? number one, is Dan Lanning at Oregon. Okay. That's my number one pick. Uh, I've been hearing that he's he, – now, he's, I know he's only been at Oregon one year. Hmm. But coaches leave after one year. Ask our coach, right? <laughs> Sometimes they leave after one year. Uh, they He's made no – bones about that he would like to be back in the southeast uh he's done uh, good things with oregon this year he's a good solid recruiter uh i think that put us in really good shape with the running back uh dowdle uh and he would bring some folks back he might even bring back our crazy uh strength and conditioning coach uh that that left and went to oregon as well uh, so he's he's my number one guy. My number two guy, uh, Kara said today that it would never happen because he's only been there one year, but he's another one-year guy. Uh, and that's Sonny Dykes at TCU. That's my number two guy. Uh, I just love what he's done with TCU. I think he's a winner. Uh, my my number three guy and four guy, or the uh, and I, I can't remember. I remember Kansas's coach's name. It's Leopold. Uh, but uh, they're kind of tied uh, together, him and Kansas State's head, head coach. They've Chris won Kleiman. everywhere they've been. Huh? Chris Kleiman. They've won everywhere. Yeah, they Chris Kleiman, that's it. They've mm-hmm. won everywhere they've been. Uh, they've turned around perennial uh, doormats to be pretty good teams. And uh, I just think that they would be a good fit for what we need uh, in Oxford. So I, that's my top four. Now, if if I could go out and just pick anybody out of thin air, it would be Deion Sanders. But I don't think Deion Sanders is coming. Number one, money is not his objective. You know, I talked to some folks that I work with that follow things a lot closer than I do with HBCUs and they said that Dion said when he came to Jackson 
that the Lord's sitting there. So that, you know, that's, he doesn't need the money. He's in Jackson. His son is the starting quarterback. So if we did get Dion, automatically we would have quarterback controversy 2.0 with Shadur Sanders and, and Jackson Dart. So, but uh, the main reason I'd like him is, is he's got that deal with Barstool and he can recruit, you know, mm-hmm. and he would obviously probably bring some top tier talent with him. Uh, the person that we get is going to have to, is going to have to know how to work the portal. You know, two other people I'd take a fly at, and you're going to laugh at this. Okay. But that's okay. It's my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I'd take a fly at Josh Heupel. Okay. And number okay. two, I, I'd, t- I'd take a fly at Shane Beamer. Really? Yep. Yep, okay. I'd take a fly at both of them. I think be- what Beamer's done at South Carolina is admirable. Plus, he knows how to use the portal. He used it uh, quite a bit, uh, just like just like uh, uh, Kiff did. Uh, and he's shown he can beat the big teams. Now, I love Lane Kiffin. I love him. But we, in, in three years of Kiffin, we've got some wins, but we don't have that signature win. We don't have the the Alabama win. We don't have the beating a, a good LSU team win, or or that type of win. We just don't have it. Uh, did we beat some some good teams? Yes, but it, especially if you look at this year, um, when the year's over, our best wins could be Kentucky and Vandy. Yeah. Vandy is probably the best win on the schedule right now. Right now on the schedule, Vandy is the best win. Exactly. So, um, you know, you got to look at that. You got to look at that. But I, you know, I I would be happy. Of course, you know, I've I've been a rebel my whole life, so I'm going to be happy with whoever we get. Um, But I would would, uh, prefer it be one of those names I mentioned. Yeah, outstanding. I anyway. don't want us to get an, a coordinator. No, nope. uh, I'm 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 like like somebody else that I talk to. If it's Bill O'Brien, I think I'm gonna throw up. I I, I if it's really Pete Golding. Don't I'm gonna want, throw up. Yeah, Pete Golding. I'm gonna yeah. throw up. Uh, you know, I even if it's even if it's you know, and I heard somebody today say, uh, and I forget his name. Troy's head coach that used to John used to be a linebacker coach at Ole Miss. Yeah, I I don't want a young up and comer. I don't want that. I want somebody that's proven from a Power Five conference as a head coach. We've okay. got the money. We've got the NIL. Come on to Oxford, Dick Lanning. That's what I say. Dan Lanning, but yes, absolutely. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today. Check out Locked On Sports today. It's from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you so much for stopping by tonight. Thank you for stopping by our space last night. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. It should be a lot of fun. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you after, I guess, the Egg Bowl.
Yes, sir. All right. Hotty toddy, bud. Hotty toddy.